Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club. I am your host, Manny G, and joining me tonight is the one who broke out of Gringotts Bank on the back of a fire-breathing dragon. He's the only wizard that Voldemort ever feared. It's Andy. That's right. You know, and you'd be surprised how little I was wearing that time. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we are a part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club, and this is our podcast. So we talk about our gaming adventures through the week, what's going on in the gaming world. Andy, buddy, how's your week been? Oh, boy. Well, this week has been busy, man. I was out of town. As you know, uh, I was in Tennessee for most of the week, but I did manage to get some game time in there because, you know, travel travel with a little extra package when I go out of town, if you know what I mean. Whoa, yeah. A uh, little stowaway, you know, my Xbox comes along. Yeah, um, for sure. So uh, I got some game time in there, dude. It was a fun week, man. A fun gaming week. I got to experiment this week, man. Played a game that I had never played before. Uh, and had a lot What's of fun. That? Dude, uh, well, I I put some uh, quite a bit of time into Smite, man. Old uh, Lurson and Voodoo, the mystical Voodoo. Um, <laughs> the elusive Voodoo. The elusive, yeah, very elusive. They uh they happen they were kind enough to take me under their wing and uh we I downloaded well be we you and I both downloaded Smite. It's free uh, on Xbox Gold, Life uh, Games with Gold. Mm-hmm. So we um, we uh, we downloaded, we started playing some, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to play one game, and that was pretty awesome. I loved it. You know, the the sad thing about that experience was that you 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 kept asking me like, "Hey, how do I like?" Because you have much more, like, way more <laughs> like RPG experience than I do, and I was just like button mashing. I play, I was playing that game wrong, and you're like, <laughs> "How do I?" How do I unlock all these perks and stuff? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, Manny. All I do is press the fire breathing attack option. (laughs) (laughs) It was working. You were getting like a bunch of kills, dude. It was a lot of fun, man. I had a lot of time. Yeah, that's that's a super sweet game. I like it. I'm glad it's free. Mm -hmm. All right, dude. You ready to get the show going? Let's do it. Let's do it. We got some news. Uh, Our first story is that Valve was forced to close their loot box store for both CSGO and Dota 2 in the Netherlands. Did you hear about this? Yeah, so I I heard about that. Our good friend, Young. Yeah. uh, put out a video uh, about it. And, you know, he's he's really he's a he's a good advocate, you know, for uh, for the consumer, I think. So, you know, that's one of his causes i guess mm-hmm. put out a video and, uh, oh yeah absolutely i saw his video and uh man that's that's uh, so interesting and i'll tell you this manny you know i'm not i've never really been one to fall into the microtransaction thing but i do have two little boys who are huge fans of fortnite and, mm-hmm. and while that that one isn't a random loot box you know like you could just purchase whatever you want to there yeah. are a lot of microtransactions and what i found was they can spend some money on that man i had to put like 
I know that as gamers, we feel like, well, if we can just direct purchase what we want, then we're more comfortable with that. But even that, man, yeah, I, I had to make a rule, man. I had to make a rule that, look, you're you're only allowed, if you're having fun in the game, you're only allowed to spend as much as the game would cost you. And that is it. Not a dime more. So, yeah. um, because you could go nuts, man. Especially oh, yeah. if it's a game that you play over and over again. So, yeah, I definitely see the value in maybe taking those things just out of the game. Yeah, I mean, especially over time, six, eight months down the road, it's like, oh my goodness, I have just spent like, you know, a hundred and whatever dollars on this, on like t-shirts and, and shoes. Yeah. One game mode, <laughs> one map, no, yeah. like no new weapons, like that is, how much does it cost them to make it and how much money are they just raking in on that, man? Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Valve taking advantage of their customers no more in the Netherlands. Nice. And they actually facilitated the sale of these loot box items for real money, mm. which is crazy. Like you get like a a shirt or whatever in a in a CS:GO and you could actually sell that for real money and Valve is is behind all that. So It's crazy. Yeah. Good on Netherlands for stepping in there. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that. Hopefully. Yeah. All these other countries, including ours, will uh, follow suit. So, yeah, feeling sorry for Valve. If you want to go over to uh, to their Steam summer sale just kicked off. So if you want to fill up your backlog with a ton of games that you'll never play for like 25 cents each, mm-hmm. now's the time to do it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, next we have a bit of a follow-up from last week. We talked about how Microsoft had acquired five studios... And uh, I was talking to Ori. He was like, man, you know what? I was excited you guys were talking about that. But the studio that I'm excited about, you guys kind of just skipped over. So we're going to talk a little bit about Ninja Theory. So Ninja Theory, they're the creators of games like Kung Fu Chaos, Heavenly Sword, Enslaved, Odyssey of the West, DMC, Devil May Cry. They made some really, really good games. But despite all of their success, about four years ago, they were nearly uh, had to shut down. And the reason why is because they were just growing too big to just be a, an indie studio and they were still too small to be AAA. So at that time, there was a lot of studios that were just closing because they couldn't sustain their staff. So what happened is that they just came up with a plan to spit up, to spit up, to split up their 100 man team into smaller groups and just take on contract work for smaller projects just so that they can survive. And that actually worked for them. And they began to save their money and they used all those funds to create Hellblade. And uh, Hellblade is is a critically acclaimed game that it's like nine out of 10 all over the place. Mm -hmm. And get this, that took them three years to make it. And the team that made it was only 20 people for $10 million. That's insane, man. (laughs) That that is insane. insane. Yeah. That is a good story, man. It's a feel good story. Yeah. And, And if you look at what this game is, Hellblade, it released on the PS4. And it it looks amazing. It looks really good, really interesting story. And what happened is that um, about, I think it was about a year ago when Microsoft approached them about the potential of an acquisition, they, uh, Ninja Theory just said, you know what, we want to reach for the sky here. So we are asking for full creative freedom. 
They want to keep their own culture. They want to keep their own teams together. They want to maintain their identity. They want to be focused on creating an experience. They don't want to focus on monetization. And basically, they're asking for full creative independence. And they thought at that point, Microsoft would just kind of walk away. But actually, they were wrong because Microsoft said, not only can you keep your full creative independence, all of our resources here at Microsoft are available to you. So not only do you get this influx of cash, but every single resource Microsoft has is at their disposal. Mm -hmm. So... So yeah, I think I think actually I'm I'm glad we kind of uh, came back to this because yeah. that's that's pretty amazing. Oh, dude, that sounds uh, really good. You know, I, I feel like all the games that you mentioned, including Hellblade, those are like real gamers games. You know what I mean? And and we have yeah. like I I would probably say I'm more of a casual gamer. You know, probably more the AAA titles. Uh, only here recently have I really been diving into games that I normally wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. whole just the reason we're doing this gaming adventure podcast, right? Yes. Um, but we have some members, man, and and you know Ori and and Nick and Fugly, you know those guys, Peterson, mm-hmm. who just like real hardcore gamers. Like, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to mention a game that those guys probably hadn't played already, you know. And the fact that Ori, you know, was so excited about Ninja Theory, you know, I'm glad he brought it up because, you know, it is a great story, man. And and you know, we just yeah. kind of. You know, we, we missed it a little bit. So um, it is, uh, it's great to hear that those guys uh, landed on their feet. I know. Thanks, Ori. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Our last news story right here is uh, uh, Microsoft and Nintendo show that they can play nice together. This is so funny, dude. This, this is funny. You want to tell the story? Uh, well, uh, I don't tell it as well as you do. I'm more of a, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll probably throw some fiction stuff in there, but uh, I'll do Go my ahead, best. Dude. I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> so apparently just to follow up on, on, you know, what we were talking about last week with, you know, E3 and PlayStation not playing nice with the whole Fortnite, you know, cosplay yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo apparently tweeted out to Microsoft, just, I guess, announcing uh, that they now had crossplay available for Minecraft. Yeah. And so uh, it's a funny a series of tweets, like a tweet from Nintendo saying, hey, now that we can play on Minecraft together, you want to build something? And and then Microsoft Twitter account responded with, uh, you know, sure, what do you want to build? And then and then even Minecraft's Twitter account jumped in and, and you know, basically made fun of the, the bromance or, you know, or the romance, the budding <laughs> romance that was happening. So it was it's yeah. really funny. I would definitely encourage, there's plenty of stories out there. I would encourage folks to look it up and if they want to get a good laugh it's it's kind of funny we were talking about like when did playstation become the bad guy you know i feel like now i you know i when i hear someone mention playstation you know i, I hear the you know the what do you call it the uh the republic theme song you know from star wars in the background you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's funny and to be fair you know like xbox way back when you know xbox first came out you know mm-hmm. like how long were they sort of the the king of of, oh, the, yeah. of the playground, you know, and and how how nice did they play, you know, when they had all the exclusives, you know? Yeah, so, wasn't the 360 released like an entire year ahead of the mm-hmm. PlayStation? And then, if I recall correctly, they had like a bunch of Call of Duty exclusives and oh yeah, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know. So yeah, but but you know what? 
hopefully, regardless of what they've done in the past or who's kind of getting mud in their face now, hopefully what this brings about is culture that's more inclusive for all all platforms, right? So that people can play with their friends. People yeah. can use their account that they rightfully, you know, paid for in the instance of Fortnite. You know, if I'm if I'm if my kids are buying all these consumables, I would certainly love for them to be able to use it on the Switch or the or whatever platform they decide to. You know, yeah. So you don't want to have to buy all those uh, oh, hoodies no. again. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> all right, let us move along to the main topic this week. We're going to talk about a game that I have been falling in love with over the last, uh, I guess, since E3. I've been watching a lot of videos and digesting all this information from E3. It is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This is being made by Ubisoft Quebec, and it releases on October 5th, 2018. This this game looks absolutely beautiful. It -hmm. looks really, really cool, but just uh, to go over a brief history of what Assassin's Creed is, you play as an assassin, and you basically kill for the sake of peace. But you've played some of these, some of the games in the series, Andy. What did you think about the series, and what are your impressions of the games you played? So, I played this this series early on. I mean, at the very beginning, I played Assassin's Creed One and Two. You know, the first one. Well, at the time, you know, now, you know, in hindsight, thinking about it in in today's terms, you know, we're probably it's probably not as impressive. Right when we look back on that game, you probably could pick it apart, talk about how terrible certain aspects of the game were. But at the time yeah. when it came out, I mean, it was an open world game. It was beautiful. The setting was unique in that it was during like the first one was during the Crusades. Games really didn't dive into that sort of period, unless it's a game like Civilization or something like uh-huh. that, right? Yeah. Um, but it was open world and. You know, it was vertical, man. You could climb, you could tower buildings and um, jump off of like castle towers and church towers and, um, you know, sneak around and assassinate people or just outright chase people down, set off alarms and fight everybody. <laughs> um, but it was a ton of fun, man. It was it was a ton of fun. The story was really good, too. I was really, um, you know, it was, it was an interesting story because it was, well, so you played as, in the first game, you played as, you know, the assassin who I believe in the first one was Altair, uh, something or other. I can't remember. But the the main protagonist of the story was actually a character that was in the future. And so he was... Like, okay. Yeah, it was in modern times, but he had been kidnapped by this sort of nefarious organization. Turns out they were the Templars, the modern day Templars, uh, who were built as sort of the antagonist uh, in the story. But... Um, but he's so he's kidnapped and they put him in this machine called the Animus, which essentially accesses your DNA and unlocks uh, these sort of hereditary memories uh, that you have in your DNA. And so through that machine, Desmond is able to relive the experiences of his ancestors in the first game being Altair, the second game being, uh, I believe is Ezio is set in like in Italy during like the Leonardo da Vinci, the Renaissance, during mm-hmm, the Renaissance. Yeah. So, so through this machine, you're playing uh, in modern time, you're, you're playing the memories and the experiences of Desmond's uh, ancestors. So ton of fun. Game was a ton of fun. And then of course, you know, it went through all the stuff that we're going to talk about, but um but it was great, man. And I'm looking forward to the new ones. 
So they have been creating a new game every year since 2007, mm-hmm. a new Assassin's Creed, which is pretty interesting. But the franchise kind of suffered from fatigue. I think people kind of got sick of things, uh, mm-hmm. just the same thing, because, you know, you're only going to iterate so much right. every 12 months. So they well, took two years. You, no, go ahead. The, but it's funny that you mentioned it, because mm-hmm. I was telling you, you know, I played the first two. And that was it. And then, and then we were talking about this, and I said, "Oh, and then, you know, I I started playing the third one, and then, but you know, it wasn't that great." Well, you know, just through the course of sort of prepping for the show, I realized that what I thought was the third one was actually the fifth game. So I <laughs> I missed like two whole games between. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, man, they were pumping them out, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's that sounds great, dude. I really like that story. Mm-hmm. That sounds like really really intriguing. Well, let's talk about the setting. Let's do it. So the game begins in 431 BC in ancient Greece. And this is the the earliest setting in the entire series. So Origins try to go back to the beginning, which was uh, 47 BC around there. But this is, uh, this, is, this is quite a bit ahead of that, almost 400 years ahead. But what's interesting is that 431 BC, this period of time is most uh, notable for the Peloponnesian Wars between uh, Sparta and Athens. Mm-hmm. So um, this was like an extremely brutal time in history. Mm-hmm. And the Spartans, they are especially known for their like brutal warrior society. Mm-hmm. And I mean like absolutely brutal. Um, whenever anyone would have a child, male or female, the child would be inspected as a baby and if they had any kind of blemishes whatsoever, they would just leave the child there on the ground and let them die. They would have left us in the ground. Well, I've, yes, I would have been left in the dirt. No way. For sure. No way. No way. The child. Uh, the ch- <laughs> Physical specimens like you and I. She- <laughs> if you're a male, they let you live with your family until you were age seven. And from there, you were taken from your family to go into training. And this was just these strenuous trials to do everything they can to make you the best soldier possible. And throughout their adolescence, growing up in these like boot camps, there were just tons of opportunities for these children to die because it was just so brutal. If you were able to endure it, then you became one of the most like vicious and powerful, most feared soldiers in all of human history. And the the women, the women, they were actually very well educated. They were they trained them in wrestling and dancing and gymnastics, but they also trained all the women in combat as well, because if they ever got invaded, then the women basically became warriors to defend their families. So it is it is like a fascinating mm. culture, but it's it's absolutely brutal. Odyssey mm. They want to change the series, and they started with Origins, but now um, even more so, mm-hmm. they're transforming the series into uh, not just an action-adventure game, but more into like a full-blown RPG. Yeah, straight-up RPG by everything that's coming out, you know? All the yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm excited about that because I love RPGs. I love mm-hmm. building a character and investing. Well, before, mm-hmm. you used to just, uh, you didn't really have any option as far as making a character. You were just whatever character they said. But this time yeah, around, right. you can mm-hmm. play as a male character or a female character, um, Alexios or Cassandra. So you choose whatever, either male or female. There's no customization, so they're not going that far just yet. And there's not a huge uh, difference as far as your story goes, but you get, you know, you can be treated as a male or as a female. So there is uh, that replayability there. 
What's interesting is that you're actually a descendant, a grandchild of King Leonidas, which is the uh, mm-hmm. famous for the, the movie 300. So that, yeah. that is, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty interesting. That's quite a heritage. You're given a weapon and it's actually mm-hmm. uh, an artifact known as the broken spear of Leonidas. So instead of having a, uh, like a hidden dagger, like in your sleeve to assassinate, you have this spear and, and it and it actually functions in all kinds of different ways. You have all these special abilities where you can use the spear in different ways. So that that's pretty exciting. That's actually really different. So what do you what do you think? Do you think it's kind of taking too much away from the roots of what Assassin's Creed is? Well, like I said, man, I look, we spoke about how, you know, they suffer from a little bit of burnout, you know, maybe, you know, that year, that annual release, perhaps you know affecting the quality of their games you know they went through a pretty tough spell there with unity i think that they had to man i think people you know people just wanted something fresh and they responded really well to origins they they Mm -hmm. did really well with origins all the while you know odyssey's in the background being worked on that whole time and so yeah like you said with origins they decided to kind of introduce those rpg elements but you know to a smaller degree there's not a whole lot you can do with it's only so many versions of an arrow <laughs> yeah. that you can make, right? Exotic and legendary <laughs> and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, his his tool set, you know, I'm sure is hard to, you know, make mm-hmm. all these different versions of. But, you know, introducing now these characters and in, not just, you know, the fact that they don't have the blade, but it sounds like it doesn't seem like they're like these characters are actual assassins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, the story's kind of evolved. You're not going to be an assassin. You're going to be a mercenary. So you used to be a Spartan soldier and um, different things happen. You'll find out as you play, but you become a mercenary. Very, very large open world. This is the biggest Assassin's Creed map that, that we've ever seen. They're really doubling down on that, that open world. What I like is that as you're playing through your quest, you have uh, these dialogue options now. And that's something that they've never had before. And they're meant to be really meaningful mm, too. Yeah. It's not just like three different ways to say yes, right? Um, you actually have some choice mm, right. in shaping your character's journey. Right. Well, you know, for as much as I certainly loved Horizon and, and they sort of gave the impression or you kind of felt like maybe you had choice in there, but it's more like you said, right? You, you just had basically three different ways to give an affirmative yeah. response, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it really didn't affect the outcome of the story or your character, you know, being good or yeah. bad or anything like that. And they're going to give you some uh, opportunities to form relationships and a bit of romance too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, people make it a bigger deal about this. You know, they I've heard that brought up too with like mm-hmm. Destiny, right? Like, oh, the story and there's no romance and it's like, when did when did we I don't know that I ever <laughs> when did really we demand this? Cared about romance. <laughs> yeah, it's like a yeah. soap opera video game. Uh, no, but this is really interesting. We kind of talked about this, like y- you were mentioning, you can choose male or female, and then you can also choose which orientation your or which, uh, I'm sorry, not orientated, but which sex your uh, romantic interest is, regardless of the, uh, yeah. the sex that you choose. So that's also kind of interesting. Uh, I know I know that, you know, games like uh, Mass Effect have sort of explored that, but that it's interesting that they're just kind of giving you complete yeah. freedom, right? There's no, they're just letting the story play out the way it, it, it will 
regardless of what choice you make. So that's they're that's letting cool. you do you, man. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they have that's this right. really cool system. It is a uh, they're putting in a wanted system. So uh, depending on how you treat the people around you in the world, that can actually earn you like a bounty. And you actually on the the bottom right hand uh, side of the screen, you have a, like a bounty meter. The more crimes mm. you commit and and the more you mistreat people around you, you actually get these bounties put on your head. So other mercenaries will begin to hunt you down. And eventually when you max that bar out, if you're able to max it out before you get uh, killed, then these very, very strong uh, mercenaries come to fight you. Mm. It's like the... Uh... Grand Theft Auto, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, so so like like just from these things that we've mentioned, dude, they're really uh, ramping up the RPG here, and that, mm-hmm. that's really yeah. exciting, man. I I feel like I'm about to play this really full, flushed out experience that like, you know, I, I'm just kind of hungry for now. Right the now. this is still a single player game, correct? Yes, and, and I have. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have heard otherwise, hit me up in Discord or on Twitter. I haven't heard of any kind of multiplayer whatsoever. So it seems like this is definitely a game that you could sink a lot of time in, potentially, you know, just take it with you and you know, just kind of chip away at it. Also, you know, the way the story and everything is sort of being built up, it does seem like it's more of a, there's definitely sort of a hint of, oh gosh, who are we talking about uh, here recently? Uh the the developer that made Jade Empire and um, Mass Effect and all those games. Oh, Bioware. Bioware. Yes, it has like this sort of like this Bioware feel to it, you know. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Those are great stories. Hopefully, this one will also have a great story. So uh, no RPG is complete without a good combat system. Oh, <laughs> the the combat looked really good. Let's talk about that, man. It. It, right. it looks like it's some really fluid action. It's built mm-hmm. around dodging and parrying and fighting, uh, mm-hmm. finding these counterattacks um, with the different weapons that you, you're able to use. And it's all about creating these openings for your special attacks. As you're mm-hmm. fighting, you have this adrenaline bar. And as you're dodging and parrying and, and doing all the stuff, your adrenaline bar fills up. So whenever it's full, then you mm-hmm. it opens up the opportunity to use these special attacks and do they look really awesome? One of them is a, is a Spartan kick, right? This yeah. is Sparta, and then you could just launch somebody boom. like <laughs> it's yes. it's super There's powerful. There's even a sound effect. Yeah, There's a boom sound effect, <laughs> like a little mushroom cloud appears. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Super powerful. There's yeah. another uh, a shield shatter attack where uh, there are enemies that have like full body shields, which are kind of hard to fight if you just have a sword. But one of your uh, special attacks is you're able to shatter the shield, and it, it looks pretty awesome. You also have access to, like, this big heal. So uh, mm-hmm. that's only a few of them. So there's a lot of them. And it, I, I like the idea of this this uh, combo system. Or not combo system, but this uh, adrenaline bar system where you do your normal mm-hmm. attacks to, to earn you the ability to, to use these large special attacks. And I think... If it's done right, if it's balanced right, if you're getting the right amount of adrenaline to spend, then I think it's going to turn out really, really fun. Yeah, no, the, the you know, in the combat system, you know, even when I played the games, I, if I recall correctly, they were like, it, it was built around sort of parrying and countering. Yeah. So there was like counterattacks that, you know, you could have the opportunity to do like one hit kill uh, strikes. So the the combat looked familiar. I don't want to say it's the same, 
because it's been a long time since I played an Assassin's Creed game. But, yeah. Uh, it looked familiar. It looked similar to what uh, even back in the first few games uh, we had. So I think, again, just kind of building off of what they're doing already. So as you're fighting, you have uh, access to eight different abilities. So it's your four buttons. And I think you use a trigger for like a, a modifier, like a shift, you know, like on a keyboard. So you, so you have eight mm-hmm. different abilities at your disposal at any given time. And as you're leveling through the game, there is like leveling. Um, you unlock these abilities as you go. So there's a whole like a skill tree. So you, you have skill points that you can assign and you could actually specialize into uh, three different trees. At least I saw three. There's a hunter tree, a warrior tree, and an assassin tree. I think you could put points into two of the three, but I'm not exactly sure. So that 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 could be wrong. But I do know that if you really want that the assassin feeling back and you don't want to be a mercenary, you can go full on assassin to where you can have like a permanent, not a permanent, but you can have a total stealth to where you actually go invisible. Man, I think it sounds exciting. It looks, I think it looks oh, really absolutely. cool. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I know what I'm going to pick. What's that? Dude, come on. Warrior, <laughs> 100%, bro. You're not going to be Hunter? Hell no. <laughs> um, they're going to allow you the ability to kind of respec um, your talent points whenever you're out of combat for like some kind of fee or whatever. Not a not an uh, okay. not your credit card fee, but like in-game currency. I don't know. Right, microtransaction. Yeah, yeah. You actually yeah, swipe your card on your keyboard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. The last thing about um, just the regular combat and these massive mm-hmm. one hundred versus one hundred battle, and you know it's it's a total of three hundred, right? So that kind of reminds you of the 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 film three hundred. So basically, there's these huge battles that you could participate in. And it's almost like an event. So you you come in and you kind of choose your side and you start to battle. And then as you, um, you have to kill these captains that spawn. And the more captains you kill, the better you do in your battle. And the captains on your side are being attacked. So basically, you're you're kind of racing to see who can kill the most captains. So it, nice. it, it looks, hey, it dude, looks great. You did, you did, you did LA Unified School District math just then. Oh, did I? What did I do? You said 100 v. 100. Oh. <laughs> or 150 <laughs> what? plus 150 equals 375. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Sorry. No, you're fine, Sorry. dude. We, we, we're, uh, we're, perpetuate, we're perpetuating stereotypes here. <laughs> oh, they went to school in LA. Yes. That's fine. You'll have to forgive yes, me. Yes, and I, I did have uh, a burrito for breakfast, so... <laughs> Let it continue. <laughs> but yeah, dude, three big, we were talking about this, huge battles. And then, you you know, jump in there and see how you affect the flow of the battle. Now, I saw something about uh, the. there's going to be an actual like meter uh, somewhere on your screen, on your HUD, that tells you sort of the tide of the battle and which way it's kind of leaning based on how everything's going. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah, you know, kill those captains. That's pretty sweet. I like that. (laughs) Naval combat is returning. So, you know, you're going to be traveling all over the Aegean Sea back and forth with your your boat, and the sea is well populated. So there's a lot to do. You're going to have, like, a large ship. They said it's going to function kind of like your home base. And you're going to have your crew. They call them your family. And what I think is great is that you can uh, recruit people, just normal people, 
to be a part of your crew on your ship. So that that's pretty neat. That kind of like helps with the immersion of the of the game. Mm-hmm. And um your ship and your crew, their skills can also evolve as you play to get better and better. I never played any of the Assassin's Creed. <laughs> what did you do? What did I do? I don't know. I never played any of the Assassin's Creeds that had the ship combat in it, but from what I've seen, uh, it looks pretty awesome. And I know we mentioned Bridget was a huge fan of Black Flag, yeah. which apparently set the standard for that sort of um you know naval warfare we'll see we'll see how this plays out yeah and it looks like you can crash your ship into other ships so you can board them and stuff so that's pretty sweet um lastly let's talk about the loot you can loot any like any enemy is is uh capable of dropping loot and just like any other rpg the armor that drops are going to have stats on them and you could use these are the different armor pieces to help uh, synergize with your talents and your abilities and there's different rarity of uh, of items and you could upgrade it through like a, mm. a a crafting system and there's just full-on progression and the higher level your gear is the better that it looks so that's that's pretty sweet i like that nice yeah for sure a couple last things you have this bird companion named icarus which is pretty funny for a for a bird name as long as he doesn't fly too close yeah. to the sun he'll be fine <laughs> um yeah everything looks great i'm really excited um there's over 30 hours of just pure dialogue in this game oh wow so that that is super cool very cool there's always been a bit of fantasy mixed in depending on the culture of the game setting so here there's like a medusa and maybe a minotaur and we saw this giant bear so so there can be some really interesting enemies here as well Hence, hence the Odyssey. Hence the part yeah. of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So, all right, uh, man. What do you think about this game? Is this something that you think you're gonna get? Are you interested in it? Well, yeah. Given sort of you know everything that we've heard, yeah, uh, it sounds great, man. Now, I'll be honest, and I think most of uh, the folks, if well, just gaming in general today. Uh, you know, this being a, a single player game, uh, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, with their with their gaming dollars uh, tend to kind of lean towards, you know, games they can play with their friends. Yeah. So, um, you know, for that reason, you know, I'm on the fence a little bit, although it seems like uh, it's definitely an interesting game and something that when we make each other's Xboxes our home Xboxes. Yes. <laughs> and we start splitting the cost of all these uh-huh. games, then yes, I'm getting I'm getting Odyssey. <laughs> I am uh I'm I'm definitely oh, gonna man. get this game. It looks it looks fun enough. Um I don't know how many hours I'll put into it, but I'm getting it for sure. Like it, my anticipation level is like four out of five uh adventures, so Nice. Oh, nice. Well, you know, if you're getting it, you know what that means. Then. Well, you might have to get it. No, that means I'm I'm gonna get it because you know we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna do the okay, whole Xbox. We'll, we'll figure that out. All right, man. That is our uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey discussion. I am really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So moving on, I think that's a show, Andy. We got a couple other things here. Sounds we good. We now have a speak pipe. We just set that yes. up. It's uh, speakpipe.com slash gaming adventure club, or you could just head to gamingadventureclub.com and there's a speakpipe link there. But we got one. We have our first speakpipe. So, uh, so let this listen. Hello, fellow gamers. I'm Pope Benedict here to tell you about Smite, Battleground of the Gods. 
Now this game has been around for years, but it's still releasing new content almost monthly, and it's free to play so there's no risk. However, if you're playing free, you're only going to get about 10 out of 95 gods. The rest you're going to have to buy with in-game currency that you can unlock playing matches. Plain and simple, Smite is PvP, like Heroes of the Storm, like Paragon, League of Legends. But I think Smite outshines top-down games like Heroes, because Smite is third-person. That puts you right in the action, not up in the clouds. Your attacks and abilities are a little less pew-pew and a little more damn. If you like pushing lanes, Smite has one, two, and three lane game modes. But the real gem is in the arena. Party up with your friends for a 5v5, all-out, white-knuckled bloodbath. 20 minutes of non-stop brutality. Picture Ares, the god of war, pulling in the enemy team with chains. And then at the last second, Poseidon releases the Kraken to devour the entire enemy team in one bite. So if you like competitive PvP, then download Smite. It's free. Right now, Xbox Gold members even get 20 free gods and more, $100 value free. Thanks, Manny, Andy, and the whole gaming adventure gang. I'm Pope Benedict, coming to you from down the pipe. There was our first speak pipe. Nice, dude. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I was going to say, spoiler alert, the first speak, speak pipe no. isn't from me. <laughs> Super relevant. Send one uh, in and be like, "Oh yeah, totally, dude." We just picked. I was. We were just talking about that. Spent quite a few hours playing that this week. It is. It's a ton of fun. Definitely five out of what? What Uh, was your rating system? uh, Four out of five adventures, I think. Well, five (laughs) out of five adventures for me. Lots Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, the fact that you can play these gods and you have these like superpowers. That's pretty sweet, man. And it's and it's free. Andy, we have another patron this week. We do. Oh, no. Bit dead. What? Yes. For real? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Bit dead. My favorite. One of my favorite <laughs> Brits. Dude, thank you so much for supporting us. I really appreciate it. Bit dead. You are totally Same awesome. Man, man. And thank you to all of our patrons who continue to support us financially. If you like what we are doing and would like to support us financially, um, if you think what we're doing is worth at least a dollar a month, you can head over to patreon.com slash gaming adventure club or a one-time donation at uh, paypal.me slash gaming adventure club. We try to keep the show between 35 and 45 minutes, somewhere in there. So we might be a little on the long side this time. We'll try and watch that because we know people want to have uh, shows that they can listen to and not have to commit an entire week to digest. Manny, Manny, they can <laughs> listen to us for hours. Just put us on before you go to bed and we'll put you right to sleep every time. Manny will put you to sleep. I'll give you nightmares. <laughs> if you want to become a part of our community, you can head over to uh, gamingadventureclub.com slash discord. Uh, discord is where our community lives. It's where we thrive. It's where we hang out. And it's where we uh, make friendships. That's where you want to go. If you want to send us any kind of uh, feedback, just send an email over to gamingadventureclub at gmail.com. If you want to send us a tweet, twitter.com slash g underscore adventure club of course all of our links can be found at gamingadventureclub.com andy where can people find you twitter andyman228 and discord come hang out in discord i'm always there every day if you want to get a hold of me you can find me on twitter at aka manny g or you could add me on xbox aka manny g and i am also on discord every day so thank you so much for listening to us, guys. We appreciate it. And girls. 
Have an adventurous week and take care of each other. I'm emoting right now. <laughs> I can't see that.